We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. Cause freedom don't come free. I'm an American soldier, an American. my brothers and my sisters, I will Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show, a program that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, country. Friends, welcome to a special edition of our show. Of course, it's our annual celebration of American freedom as we celebrate Independence Day, the 4th of July, and our tremendous founding generation who established our freedom and liberty based on the principle of our God-given rights. And today's program will be, it will totally be celebrating our independence, our freedom, and even talking a little bit more in depth about the the founding principles of our country, and the basis of, of our freedom and liberty. We have two great guests, we're thrilled actually to be joined by, and we will tell you about them and, you know, right now, a little bit later, we'll hear from Vito Ferra, founder of Network Sound and Video. In fact, Vito actually was born and raised in Philadelphia, so we're looking forward to getting some great insights from Vito, and as most of you probably know already, but uh, look forward to getting some great insights about some of the great history in Philadelphia from uh, Vito. Um, in our first guest we'll go to in just a moment is Derek Hicks, president of Thompson Jewelers and regular contributor to our program and an authority on the founding of America. Before we go to Derek, I want to let you know, of course, that the Roger Franklin Williams Show is presented by Christner's Prime Steak and Lobster. And let you know that this weekend, Christner's celebrates the birth of the United States of America and salutes all those who've contributed to establishing American freedom, especially the men and women of the United States military, both veterans and active duty service members. Christner's celebrates America this July 4th weekend. Now let's go to Derek Hicks of Thompson Jewelers. Derek, it's great to have you joining us today. Oh, glad to be here, Roger. Uh, looking forward to talking about July 4th. You know, and I, I do want to get your insights on you know, various aspects of that era, specifically centering around July 4th, the Declaration of Independence, you know, that um, the, the, the you know, Continental Congress, uh, some of the members that were a big part of it. But right now, I'd just like to have you share a, a few of your thoughts briefly about you know, what freedom means to you and, and what uh, our founding generation means to you. Well, uh, Roger, it's a big question. Uh, you know, without the founders, I mean, so many people, we talk about freedom. And no matter what side you're on, we're able to express our free speech because of what the founders did. You know, it's, uh, I think I've heard the expression is, you know, it's, it's easy to talk about how bad America is when you're sitting in America. If you were in China talking about how bad China is, we would never hear from you again. 
If you were in Russia talking how bad Russia was, we'd never hear from you again. So freedom is this incredible gift that has been given to us by God, and it, through the founders laying that Declaration of Independence, the first founding document that made such a difference and has given so many people the chance to achieve, achieve dreams that never would have been possible anywhere else in the world. No, so well said, and I think you hit the most important key, which I really want to emphasize on this program, is that central, anyway, in the Declaration of Independence, written by Thomas Jefferson, is, is, a, is a blueprint for the ideals of what they hoped America would be and, and what it, it, it largely has become. Of course, you never totally live up to your ideals. That's the point of having ideals. Um, is They're very, very high. But at the corner, and I've referred, personally, I've always referred to the Declaration of Independence as, as the mission statement of the United States of America. And the core, absolute core principle to that is that we are endowed by our Creator with those inherent rights that we have, which, of course, means that you know our, our rights are God-given. They're not given by man. They're not given by government. We inherently, anybody who's born, um, you know, um, or shall we say even conceived, is inherent has inherently endowed with rights because you know God gives them to us, and that was a unique uh, concept, a unique philosophy in the history of the world at that time, and and that's really the basis for our entire country. Well, exactly, Roger. Boy, you you hit it perfectly. When you go back to that time, remember the world as we know it back in those days was ruled by kings, tyrants, and dictators. There was no such thing as the people ruling or the people choosing their rulers and leaders. That was unheard of back then. So, yes, the founders laid down incredible ideas based on the principle that our rights came from God. So since our rights came from God, that said the king can't take away our rights, no government can take away our rights. They can try to. But those rights are in us forever. They were given by God, and no human being can ever take those rights away. And again, because of that, that unleashed America to become basically the greatest country the world has ever seen. And I think that was the main reason, because it was the freedom that we could become and do anything we would want to do based on those principles that our rights came from God. So that gave us that incredible freedom. And that's the thing that I, I uh, certainly, I'll be focusing on this July 4th Independence Day weekend, and I really want to emphasize, you know, to others that I, that I you know, come in contact with and speak with. And, you know, Derek, I'd like to ask you in this, I know you're going to be, you know, as, as we know, as you've shared with us, you, um, you speak, you know, to groups um, on, on the colonial period, the founding of America, uh, on just these, these the history of, of these documents and these, these great men and women. And I know that you're going to be speaking uh, over the July 4th weekend. Can you share a little bit, maybe a little bit about uh, what you're going to be sharing with your audience there with, with our listeners? Well, again, uh, yes, I do get to speak at a lot of different events and I love to speak about the founders and the July 4th. I think the uh, declaration of independence was again, our kind of our first founding document, which was so incredible about that is great people throughout history after the Declaration always drew back from it. Remember President Abraham Lincoln, remember when it four score and seven years ago, our fathers brought forth on this continent a new nation, conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. He drew upon that Declaration of Independence at Gettysburg. 
And again, the, the, you could use so many more. To, John F. Kennedy, we talk a lot about him. And when he was talking about in his inaugural speech about the, the two ideas, socialism, communism at the time, against the American idea, he said there's still a battle but going on between those two basic ideas. But, that remember, he said our rights do not descend from the generosity of state but from the hand of God. And that's what so many times people have drew back from that Declaration of Independence. The Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, again, when he did the I Have a Dream speech, he drew back to the Declaration of Independence. And remember, he said that, you know, it basically was a a future contract, which now he was going to draw upon to bring freedom to all people. So, again, incredible words that touch people in all generations and help bring freedom to this country like no other country in the world has ever seen. No, thank you for absolutely that that thread has remained and um and of course our the president Ronald Reagan who's you know such a big influence on both of us I would say virtually almost every time that I saw Reagan speak no matter what the specific uh you know theme of the address might have been but especially in the state of union addresses he was always uh building his message around the themes of the declaration of independence exactly no other there's probably no other president that drew upon the ideas of the founders more than President Reagan. And I think that's what set the... Uh, remember, America was in a malaise, kind of like it's heading for now, where the economy was terrible, gas prices were high. There was just no... looked like there was no hope for America. And again, he drew upon those founding beliefs and uh, believed that the, the best days of America are still ahead of us. And I think whenever we can find a leader who draws upon those beliefs that that uh, were founding in the Declaration of Independence, and they draw upon those ideas, the best days of America can still be ahead of us. You know, it's a wonderful thought to think you know, in these trying times when it's so easy to get l- discouraged. Friends, we're speaking with Derek Hicks, President of Thompson Jewelers, and an authority on the founding of America. We, it, you know, Derek, we've got about two minutes before we go to break, and I want to... I was very pleased that you mentioned the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., because in my closing thoughts, I just want to share a little bit uh, about him as well. You know, and as I mentioned earlier, the Declaration of Independence, you know, the, 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 you know is an ideal. You know, the, the principles that our country was, were founded upon, freedom, liberty, uh, justice for all, uh, it's an ideal. It, it's never, it, you know, and as humans, we're, we're, we're you know, destined to fall short of that. And 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 it, but the the in America obviously we've had our our bad times and and um you know the downside there's a downside you know to our American history part of that was obviously of course slavery and then for another hundred plus years you know, after slavery uh you know African Americans did not have equal standing uh, in our country but and but the point that I want to make here is Dr King. Really, he he embraced the ideals in the Declaration of Independence, the ideals um, in the of the founding of the United States of America, and and he admonished you know the leaders at that time to live up to those ideals. He didn't. My point is, he didn't abandon America. He didn't trash America. He wasn't saying this country's no good. It's evil. You know, no, we need another system. No, he he was calling, actually using the ideals expressed in the Declaration of Independence to 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 on the leaders of the time to help to make America better a better place exactly he didn't want to to end america or like you said tear down statues and destroy it. he wanted to like you said remind us of those ideas that 
we were founded upon, and we needed to completely fulfill those ideas that were laid down in the Declaration of Independence. And just one more thing about that point. Uh, on another program uh, this weekend, we'll be speaking with former Apopka High and Florida State uh, great Sammy Smith. Uh, as, some, as some of our listeners know, um, he's with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes now, and he actually works uh, at Ole Miss. He's the the chaplain for the uh, football team at Ole Miss. And you know, we, we have spoken both on and off the air with him about just how University of Mississippi is an example of exactly just what we were talking about, of how you know, at one time it, you know, it was highly celebrated that in 19, up until 1962, um, African-Americans were not even allowed to attend University of Mississippi, took federal uh, intervention. Um, There was a riot. Um, But here we are, not that long, far from away from that, where, you know, you have uh, African-American people who are leaders at at Ole Miss and and who are uh, an integral part of of the life and the success of Ole Miss now. So the reason I mentioned that is that's an we're not talking theory here. That's an example. That's an example of how the the ideals of our founders and in the Declaration of Independence, the nation has been able to 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 work through some of our worst uh, times and the worst things that that have been done to to strive to 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 get closer to that ideal. Exactly right, Roger. There's no other country that has the freedom we have for all people, no matter what your skin tone or your background. There's no other country. You can look around now. There's still no other country like America. Well, Derek, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, friends, we'll continue to speak with Derek Hicks, president of Thompson Jewelers, on today's celebration of American freedom. Before we go to break, I do want to let you know that the guys over at Sheeler Auto Repair salute the United States of America and the beacon of liberty that America represents around the world. Please stay with us. We'll be right back on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. All gave some, some gave all, some stood through for the red, white, and blue, and some had to fall. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Welcome back to our annual celebration of America on Fourth of July weekend as we celebrate Independence Day and we recognize and honor the ideals, the principles of which our country was founded and especially recognize and honor the brave men and women of our founding generation who really, with God's direction and grace, made it all happen. We're speaking with Derek Hicks, President Thompson Jewelers. A little bit later, we'll hear from our friend Vito Ferra of Network Sound and Video. And you know, Derek, Derek, now I'd like to just, uh, I'll throw this out, and of course you can you know, take things you know, the direction you want to, but another thing that really, that I always think about when I think about our founding generation, and I pretty much think about it every day, um, are, are, are the kind of extraordinarily unique people that we had in leadership and how, how many of them there were, you know, because if, if we, if we look back through history, their American history or even world history, um, it's, 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 it's very unusual. Um, if, 
you know, to find generations that had so many so many people of extraordinary talents, you know, leadership talents, intelligence, ability to to communicate, uh, the courage, the kind of courage they had to to fight the most powerful army and nation in the world. Uh, can you talk about? that aspect of our founding and, and maybe a, a couple of the founders that, that, that you're particularly fond of, especially, especially fond of. I know you're fond of all, all of them like I am, but um, just yeah. kind of get your thoughts on that. Well, you know what? Since we're talking about the Declaration of Independence, and you mentioned Thomas Jefferson as one of the uh, writers, it's an interesting point because you don't, if you just read the Declaration of Independence, you learn a lot. But if you read what they were doing writing, there's a lot of, of you can, behind the scenes we'll call it, of what they wrote that was not put in the Declaration of Independence. Thomas Jefferson had added a whole paragraph in there about the evils of slavery. A lot of people don't know this. And he had blamed the king in England who had put that upon America and brought that all in to begin with, and how that he had laid laws where that they couldn't change it because of the laws that England had laid and forced upon us. And many people don't know, but of the 13 colonies at that time, uh, all but two voted to put that paragraph in the Declaration of Independence. But they agreed ahead of time that they wanted unanimous. They had to have 13, all 13 colonies agree, and uh, South Carolina and Georgia uh, did not do it. They said they would not sign it with that paragraph in it. So that's why it was taken out. So again, uh, Thomas Jefferson is an interesting man, but he, he knew the evils of slavery and the and the bad part and he even though it was you know a, a in within his own character he struggled with it he still knew it was wrong and tried to end it and one more thing i'll, I'll just say about that and slavery is a tough issue to talk about because it is so horrific and you know it's obviously not a, a, a top of the line topic you really ideally want to talk about but it, it is part of the frame the, the, the tapestry it's part of the the history and once again i'll get back to because it, it and of course, the left and you know detractors, America haters, you know, want to try to use that, you know, as an attack point to 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 you basically to bring down the every everything about America, to bring down the entire structure, the entire society, um, free enterprise system, and everything. Um, but but the point that I would get back to is that you know, as as we all know, humans are flawed, human institutions are flawed. Um, you, you know, they they took such a huge step. You know, at that time, um, you know, the world, everywhere else in the world, nobody even acknowledged that anybody had any rights. So, so just the fact that they were taking that huge step forward that that um, that, that men had rights w- w- was huge. Um, and you know, politically, as a political you know, reality, they weren't able to to, to get everything they wanted, uh, which is just reality in life. And but the point is. They were able to put in a system. The you know, Constitution followed the Declaration of Independence, of course, uh, once the war was won, won uh, after a lot of trial and error. And, um, and so that Constitution was written so brilliantly that it made it possible for slavery to ultimately be ended within the system of the country without another revolution, without tearing the whole thing down. So that's the, the way I would answer the, the detractors that want to say America is an evil nation because of slavery. Um, first of all, you know, in, in, evil is inherent in every, every man and every institution. Um, but our institution had so much good in it, we were able to, to get past that in, 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 a, in an orderly process, if you will. 
uh, which I guess not so orderly, which included a, a horrible civil war, but we were able to get past it, uh, u- utilizing the system, the Constitution. Well, exactly right. And it's interesting because a great uh, friend of Lincoln, Lincoln, and you know the Frederick Douglass, who was a slave and he escaped from slavery, they asked him about the Constitution. You know, when he was younger, he spoke out against the Constitution. So you'll see a lot of that in books now where they're showing Frederick Douglass speaking out against the Constitution. But if you know the whole story of Frederick Douglass, the older he got, and he began to read the Constitution. And when he asked him about it, he said, the more I read the Constitution, I found out that it wasn't a slavery document. It actually was an anti-slavery document. So again, if you don't know our history, then you don't know how to respond to people, and it's uh, glad that's why you have this wonderful show where we talk about history, and you can know how you can defend what we believe and why we believe it. Now, another one I would like to talk about is is a personal favorite of mine, and I know yours, is George Washington, because I think it's, the more I read about George Washington, just personally, I was an admirer of George Washington literally since I was in second grade. Um, all the way through high school. I mean, he was always been somebody throughout history that I've greatly admired. And part of that might have been my father was a great admirer of George Washington. And he had a picture of him both in his office at school and his den at home. So I'm sure that had a lot to do with it. But what I'm getting at is I've actually learned about 99% of what I know about George Washington after I got through school. And and literally everything I learned about him just makes me respect him even even that much more. But but two things among the, the numerous extraordinary qualities he had were his, his religious faith, his Christian faith, which he was very explicit about, by the way, uh, regardless of what uh, you know, the left, left-wing historians might say, um, and his incredible courage, uh, which I sure emanated from his, uh, was based on his, his, his Christian faith. And could you, I know that you're an authority on George Washington. Could you say a word or two about him? Well, exactly. Uh, you know, uh, President Washington, we spoke about this before, but you know, they question his faith because uh, he doesn't always use the term God or, you know, and so they said, oh, he must have been a deist. But the more we study, that's so far from the truth, by the way. The more we, if you study uh, President Washington, and I think the best was his his stepdaughter. When asked after he had passed away, somebody questioned and said, well, mate, was he really a Christian? And she came out and said, listen, to question President Washington's faith, you might as well question his patriotism. In other words, she was saying he is so much a Christian, it's, he's the same amount a patriot, and we know what a patriot he was. So yes, it's clear who he was and what he stood for. And again, I think, again, because he was a Christian, he felt like he was called by God to lead this country. It made him bold, and even in incredible, terrible situations, he always had a positive attitude and always believed he could overcome it because of his faith. Absolutely, and as you read more and more about him, we don't have time to get into it at this moment, but this, some of the obstacles that he overcame as general of the Continental Army are, are just literally mind-boggling. I mean, I mean, it goes beyond to say miraculous, uh, the, the way that he was able to salvage the Army on, on numerous occasions. And once again, I think the hand of God was involved in that, but, I'm, in, but, but my point about it is he, he was able to persevere when almost any human— um, no matter how strong they were, would have thrown in the towel and just just given up. But um, that, that's the kind of a stalwart personality that George Washington had. And this one more thing about Washington that I'd like to add is that after the war was over, and the war would never have been won without George Washington, um, 
and I would say he's literally the only man in the planet at that time that would be able to, to, to pull that off, if you will. Um, but then there's a the whole other situation of actually creating the country. Um, and he was actually the chairman of the Constitutional <laughs> Convention. And, and then, you know, getting it established, establishing a government. And there were several crucial times during that process where he, um, you know, just voluntarily walked away from the opportunity to continue to be like a military general or military leader. He walked, he surrendered his sword as, as the general. He, he turned down the opportunity uh, to be the, the, a king, if you will, a monarch, as many people, especially his, his officer corps in the revolution were literally begging him to do. And, and he, and then finally he, he walked away from power, which no one uh, had ever done in, in history at that point uh, of a powerful position like president of the United States uh, at that time. And, and the point I'm making is that he always put the interest of America first. He put the interest of the ideal of the United States of America before any of his own uh, ambitions. And, and, um, and I think that's something that really has to be acknowledged and, and recognized. Oh, exactly right. There was no one else. First, I mean, first in battle and first in the hearts of the people. So the people loved uh, President Washington, too, just as much as uh, the uh, political people at that time. And that, that's a great point. I think it comes from that, that sense of mission that he had, always putting the people, if you will, first, always putting the interest of America first. And like I said, the ideal that, hey, look, this isn't going to be another country. Okay, is it just about independence? Uh, it's about establishing a, a new republic that's really a special place. It's not going to be another monarchy. And um, and he subjugated his own personal ambitions to that. Not only, he, I mean, he fought the ones that were, were advocating uh, these other things. And it was, and, and, and you know, that is so rare. And the, the more that we learn about human history and observe human history for a leader to, to have that, 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 that mindset or, or, or have that sense of, to be that mature, to, to, to put the, the sense of the mission uh, ahead, ahead of themselves. Well, exactly right. We saw that during the COVID. How many politicians use that to put more restrictions over us and to use their power and wield it over the people? Not, the, not to give us freedom. Thankfully, as we talked before, our governor, Ron DeSantis, he believed in the people. He believed we could make the best choices. So, but in a lot of states, it wasn't like that during COVID. Well, Derek, we'll be back. We're going to take a quick break. Friends, when we come back, we'll continue to speak with Derek Hicks, president of Thompson Jewelers, on our celebration of Independence Day on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Please stay with us. I pledge allegiance to this flag. And if that bothers you, well, that's too bad. Welcome back to the Roger Frank and Williams Show. I'm especially pleased to be joining you today on our special Celebration of America program as we celebrate American independence on Fourth of July weekend. And I want to thank you for the opportunity to join you in this special time. Have great guests. A little bit later, we'll hear from our friend Vito Fira, founder of Network Sound and Video. And of course, Vito is a native of Philadelphia, that great historic city, Philadelphia. And we look forward to speaking with him uh, about some of the history of his hometown. Right now, we continue to speak with Derek Hicks, authority on the founding of America, and of course, also president of Thompson Jewelers. Before we go back to Derek, I want to let you know that 
the guys at Apopka Mower and Equipment Repair celebrate American independence this July 4th weekend and honor the brave men and women of our founding generation and all who serve or who have served in the United States military defending our freedom and liberty. That's the Popka Mower and Equipment Repair. And I do want to let you know, give you this word from our friends over at Florida Door Solutions. And as you know, Florida Door Solutions supports all the programs you hear right here on the new AM 950 and FM 94.9. The answer and our messages of patriotism and support for our free enterprise system, especially on Independence Day weekend, Florida Door Solutions is pleased to support today's program that celebrates the birth of our country and the freedom and liberty we enjoy as Americans. Now back to Derek Hicks of Thompson Jewelers. I want to say one more word about you know, about you know, George Washington, and you know that is also just his incredible abilities. I mean, he was somebody that 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 could, could had such a creative mind. He could think of solutions, you know, to problems. I think very few people, if anybody, could, could really uh, could have done. And, and one other thing there, um, the point I wanted to make about that is, even in his last public words, his George Washington's farewell address, he had a lot of wisdom and advice for future generations. That, frankly, if some of our more recent presidents um, and leaders had 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 have taken heed of, we we wouldn't have some of the problems we have today. Even so, I mean, his his wisdom was and prescience was was extraordinary. Wow, and you know what, Roger? It used to be that all high school students were required to read that for a hundred years or one hundred fifty years of our history had required to read that farewell speech, and again. A, Incredible wisdom, like you're saying, Roger. I remember the two points he said in there that he said there's two pillars on which the American, the Constitution, stands. He said religion and morality. He said without those two pillars, the Constitution and America could not last. So again, he had a lot of warnings in that farewell address. It's well worth reading, and uh, it'd be great if we could teach all the high school students to read that again. They would learn a lot. And for all of those who want to read it, it's still out there in the public, so I would encourage encourage you to do so. Um, and anything else you can about George Washington. Now, you know, unfortunately, Derek, as it always is, time is fleeting, especially when we talk about great topics like this. And there are just a few more uh, of the founders I do want to mention. Um, and, of course, you know, we can never you know, mention all of them, all the key figures in, in an hour show. But, of course, Alexander Hamilton, who's a personal favorite of mine, was, was instrumental. He was actually, I don't know if a lot of, you know, he's so well known for other things, you know, like being the first Treasury second, uh, uh, Secretary for being the, literally the one that created our, essentially our banking and our, and, and our stock exchange systems and, um, you know, so many other things. But he was, Hamilton was truly a war hero in combat. He, he, he was uh, one of the leaders, led the bayonet charge at the, at the Battle of, of Yorktown uh, that took out, you know, the, one of the two, two readouts there. So, you know, Hamilton was an extraordinary figure, very close to George Washington, um, you know, all of his adult life. And, and then, of, um, so I want to mention him, of course, uh, John Adams was, he was instrumental during both the, uh, prim- you know, during the creation of the country, he was a leading advocate for independence um, at the Continental Convention on July 4th. In fact, he was probably the leading advocate for it. Um, he was the guy that nominated Washington to be the, the commander-in-chief, the first commander-in-chief of the Continental Army. Um, so he's uh, an amazingly uh, influential figure. And, and 
and then I, you know, who, and then um, also, and then just I want to talk a little bit more about um, Samuel Adams and, and and the role that he played as the leader of the Sons of Liberty. But but you know, I'd like to have you, you know, just share about any anyone that you, you want to talk to as, about as well. Well, yes. I, when you mention, uh, I really like John Adams too. He had some incredible quotes and did make such a difference in the founding of our country. And and uh, it was interesting because he warned us. He also said, you know, that if we ever us, he was speaking in the future to us, that if we ever messed up this freedom, he said that they had done, they had sacrificed their lives, their liberties, their fortunes for. He said that he would live, that it would be such a regret to him that they laid down so much for our freedom and that we could so easily give it away. But yes, John Adams was incredible. You mentioned so Benjamin Rush, another name that most of us are not familiar with, but also he was an incredible man that uh, laid out our school systems and laid out the medicine for for America. He was like the founder of the, the modern medicine of that time. So, uh, yes, these were incredible men, uh, the 56 signers of the Declaration of Independence. So many of them we talked about before were uh, pastors, ordained pastors, some of them. So, yes, uh, and then Samuel Adams, yes, uh, he does some incredible... He's one of the bold fighters uh, for the revolutions uh, and just incredible lays his life on the line many times. Maybe you could tell a story a little bit about a couple things he did. Yeah, I really want to because I don't definitely don't want to gonna neglect Samuel Adams because you know his role was absolutely key. He was really the driving force from you know from what I read of of really organizing the resistance to the British because you know as we know, um, and it, it's hard to really get in, inside the, the shoes of our founders, but you, the, the, the England, you know, for a variety of reasons, began to curtail the liberties that, that the, they had, the colonists had enjoyed for over 150 years. And, you know, once things got on that track, it became kind of a point-counterpoint. You know, they would, they would do something to restrict freedoms, Stamp Act, things like that, um, then next thing you know, instead of uh, you know, acquiescing <laughs> you know, the colonists, which is what the British were, thought would happen, uh, the you know, colonists would ramp things up a little bit. So, this, so then they would come up with some other draconian uh, measure to to, to to stop freedom and uh, infringe upon their rights, and then colonists would would, would you know uh, ante up more. And so that you know, obviously that led to you know what it led to. Uh, but anyway, you know, Samuel Adams was 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 really an organizer. Of, of of that resistance, if you will, he was really a driving force. Uh, he was a driving force behind the Boston Tea Party. I mean, by by most accounts, he was at the Boston Tea Party. Um, the, the, he founded an organization called the Sons of Liberty, which were essentially, um, you know, before I guess the Minutemen came along, they were kind of the the the, the people that really got the word out uh, to, to the populace about uh, you know how how they could speak out, how they could resist. Uh, you know these these various draconian measures that the, the English were doing, and how could, they could get organized and, and work together instead of just all working as individuals. So, you know, Samuel Adams really, um, I think, is, is it's acknowledged as the man who was most responsible for um, you know the American Revolution actually happening. Yes, he did. Made a, again, he was the organizer. He's one of those people behind the scenes, like you said. But without him. Uh, you know, we know the names Jefferson and Washington and Adams, but uh, but more of his his brother or more of his uh, relative, actually, what his yeah, brother, se- but se- his relative, yeah, John Adams. But 
anyway, yes, we don't know a lot about Samuel Adams, but yet he was instrument, instrumental in gathering people together and, and gathering everyone who was against England to come up and stand up against them. And again, we know how important that is when somebody's behind the scenes making the difference. And and one thing that, in fact, he was you know, basically, and in, in, in you joined us when we talked about the battles of Lexington and Concord back in April, um, it was act. You know, the the British were looking for him. They they had two missions. Uh, one was to you know get the weapons that were stashed at Concord uh, that the militia men were were, were using, uh, the gunpowder and and so forth, the cannon and so forth. But the other mission they had, they wanted to arrest John Adams and John Hancock because they had heard that they were staying either in Lexington or Concord, and that's what you know the right of Paul Revere. And of course, he was joined by by Dawes and Prescott as well. Then <laughs> they're not as famous as Paul Revere. Right. But um but uh you know, in fact those they were the Sons of Liberty, Paul Revere, Prescott, Dawes, they were they were members of the Sons of Liberty and this, that was this organization that Samuel Adams had founded. But but anyway, um you know the British were trying to find him and arrest him, um, was why they were on the march to Lexington and to Concord, which of course ended up in you know, shots being fired, and that was how the Revolution War got started. So that shows how what an important figure he was at that time. Was the British were hoping they could they could arrest him, do away with him, and maybe this whole thing would would come to an end. They could squash it. Um, but anyway, he was. Um, uh, and, we, and obviously, as we know, the, the exact you know, shots were fired at Lexington, and and that's how it all got started. Well, you know what? It's interesting because he just set example for all of us. It comes back to us. You know, we may not be Congress people or governors or whatever. Even many of us don't have the platform that you do with your radio show to speak out. But we can speak out. We're supposed to. We're called to speak out. And uh, the founders would have wanted us to speak out about freedom, about what they believed in, that this country can continue to go on for our children and grandchildren. So it is our responsibility, you know, speak out, lest the sacred fire of liberty be extinguished from this country. No, absolutely, and I just uh, we'll just go just a little bit longer in this segment, a, a minute or two, maybe. Um, now I agree, and I, I I do want to you know I think we the painful reality is I do think on this show and it, right along the lines of what you just said, need to acknowledge that some of the I'm, I'm beginning to see some of the things 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 happening in our country today that are similar to the egregious things the British were doing to the colonists. And, you know, I, I think we're at a point now where at least um, some of us are concerned about due process um, when people get arrested or people are accused of crimes. Um, I, I know many of us are concerned, and especially me, uh, are concerned about the, the way that the media, the so-called mainstream media, has become so monolithic and, and just flat out is not not covering things truthfully and accurately. Uh, that how they have a, an agenda, and it's a, a, a it's not it's not a pro American America first agenda. Uh, so anyway, I'm, I'm you know so anyway the the point is is that these are things or challenges for us to face and respond to uh, and, and push back against um, and stand up to. Um, and I think we can take. Um, we can we, we can take inspiration from the founders who had had these kinds of things and and and, and much more. Well, exactly right, uh, Roger. You know what you're talking about the media, and, and again, it used to be back in the old days. You at least they sought the truth. They don't seek the truth anymore, and that's why there's so few uh, 
media, especially when it comes to the news, basically, you know, I've listened and, and very attention to what the news is and watch the different shows and everything. It's pretty clear now. The only ones that seem to uh, look for the truth are basically sales communications. You have some other radio networks. And on the major news networks, pretty much only Fox. And I don't always agree with everything Fox says, but they do seek the truth. And uh, there's not a lot left. If you watch many of the other news channels, you will be deceived because they will admit things or even put in there things that are obviously incorrect, and, and they deceive their listeners. No, and I think these January uh, 6 hearings are, are an illustration oh, yeah. of, of everything that I just said and, and, and that you, then you're talking about. And, uh, and, and you know, this is something we could do almost a whole show on because I, this wasn't something I think the founders anticipated. I, I think the founders assumed uh, that if you had a, quote, free press, that you would have differences of opinion and that you would have competing viewpoints and everything would kind of come out in the wash. But somehow things have gotten now where um, you know the so-called mainstream media, the major media outlets, are, are almost monolithic, as you said. Oh yes, they they basically are. They do have an agenda now. And it's open. They used to kind of conceal it. Now it is so open. You can now watch uh, the news channel and not see their agenda. They will purposely say one story's false, and then uh, you know the next month or two goes by and it comes out true. They will never go back on there and say, "Oh, we made a mistake." They will never do that. They never. They used to do that years ago, but again, I, I they are all agenda oriented, and it's just not the same. They're not searching for the truth anymore. Absolutely, it's an, it's, there's now an accepted uh, media narrative, uh, and only one opinion is, is essentially allowed. And it, and if you differ with that, you're going to be ridiculed uh, or, or or called uh, you know taken to task the way Del Rio, you know, Jack Del Rio was in the NFL. Um, and, and that's not, believe me, that's not in the spirit, as we know, that's not in the spirit of freedom and liberty in America. It's not in the spirit of our founders. It's not in the spirit of, of Independence Day and the 4th of July, for sure. Well, you know what? Uh, you know, as we get close to the end here, there's one thing. We had freedom of the Declaration of Independence, and most of those founders believe in the same freedom that we received, as we know, as you're a Christian, too, through Jesus, that we have the ultimate freedom. And they were open enough to be able that we could express our faith in schools, in business, anywhere. And that's what's the incredible freedom we have in our country and incredible freedom we have in our faith. Well said. Well, Derek, it's been uh, great to have you joining us. Can't think of a more perfect guest to join us on our tribute to America as we celebrate American independence on July 4th weekend on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Thank you for having me, Roger. Great show. Derek Hicks, president of Thompson Jewelers. Friends, we'll take a quick break. We come back, we're going to speak to another great patriot, Vito Fira of Network Sound and Video, and maybe he'll share a little insights about his hometown, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, USA. Please stay with us on the Roger Franklin Reeves Show. Letter from home. I hold it up and show my buddies like we ain't scared in our boots, ain't muddy, and they all laugh like there's something funny about the way I talk. When I say mama sends her best y'all. I fold it up and put it in my shirt. Welcome back. 
Roger Franklin Williams Show. Friends, I'm excited to be with you as we celebrate the birth of America on this 4th of July Independence Day weekend. Hope you enjoyed our conversation with Derek Hicks, president of Thompson Jewelers. Always great to speak with Derek. Always great hearing his insights and learning from his great knowledge of the founding of our country. Just a moment, we'll be joined by our regular contributor and friend, Vito Fira, founder of Network City, uh, Network Sound and Video, and and a native of the city of Philadelphia, where it all started for the United States of America. Before we go to Vito, I do want to mention, uh, have a, because we're just a quote or two in this segment as well that relate to the times we are in. And uh, one of these is a quote I've heard for many, many years. It comes from a man who uh, who lived during the Nazi takeover of, of, of Germany. And he, he, is, he was a Martin Niemöller. And I've heard this quote for many years. It's really beginning to uh, resonate, shall we say, right now. Um, quote, first they came for the communists. But I was not a communist, so I did not speak out. Then they came for the socialists and the trade unionists. I wasn't one of them, so I did not speak out. Then they came for the Jews. But I wasn't Jewish, so I did not speak out. Then they came for me. And when they came for me, there was no one left to speak out. Anyway, kind of that... I think that's relevant in light of the way the mainstream media has has evolved, shall we say, these days. A singular narrative that's uh, you know that, that you, you're at risk if you, you know, where you're coming under attack if you speak out against it. Well, that was, on that great note, let's go to to Vito Fira of Network Sound and Video. And Vito, it's great to have you joining us today on this Independence Day weekend as we celebrate freedom. Thank you, Roger. It's always great to be with you, but especially now for this July 4th weekend, it's great that it falls on a Monday this year, too. It's like a nice three-day, you know what I mean? Definitely. And, I, you know, first of all, I'd love to, you know, salute you and, and your wife, Rhonda. I mean, you are, from my perspective, true American patriots. Uh, the small business people of America are some of our greatest heroes uh, that often go unrecognized. And I think what you do at Network Sound and Video and what you have done for over 30 years, just having a productive uh, business of your own, um, being self-sufficient, but also even going above that and providing a, a really, truly wonderful service for the citizens uh, of our community and, and, and a service that really brings joy to so many people's lives through, through, through your own personal skill and expertise. Thank you, Roger, for the kind words. All the glory goes to God, of course. His business, we just run it for him. And we really enjoy doing what we do here, and it's all a reflection of the independence that we have here in the United States of America to be able to own, operate your own business. My wife and I, you know, we're so blessed because we think about it sometimes. You know, we get up, come to work. My wife, Rhonda, works with us here. She's been here as long as I've been. And uh, it's nice just to know that you can come in and, and do what you do, do the you know the transfer of all the old things and bring them to new th- into the new series of of the digital era on our own independently. Have to ask answer to nobody but but God above, and we do this every single day and we enjoy doing it. So that that's the part of being independent. You know that, that you can do this. 
nobody asks questions except like, you know, when is my job done? You know, it's the kind of fun stuff that you hear. And uh, yeah, running the business now it's going to be actually. If I look back, uh, we are celebrating this year. We'll will be uh, 43 years actually in business of uh, doing network sound and video. So we've been here for quite a while. But uh, you know, we just love what we're doing. In fact, I said, are, are we off on Monday? I said, the Ron. She says yes because it's the Fourth of July. It's like, oh, okay. I have to I have to ask if I'm going to be off because what we do here it's so gratifying. We have such great customers, clients who come in, they can't wait to talk about everything that they have that keeps us independent. And when I say that, they bring in all this great stuff to us, right? Like videos and slides and pictures that have to be restored. And what most of these pictures are when they're on family vacations, they're like the places where you would go to Philadelphia and and, and, uh, Take pictures of uh, the Tom Thomas Jefferson, William Penn, Town Hall, the Liberty Bell. You see this all the time on hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of families. They can't wait to get to these cities and take the take photographs of these wonderful, wonderful sites that are all created. And that's why you know because of our independence, and they can do that. So we see this from all over the country, and it's just a great thing that uh, that we're celebrating this weekend. People don't realize how blessed we all are to live in the United States of America. And, and I'll just add, Will said, and I'll just add, speaking of small business people, you know, and this goes back all the way throughout human history. In fact, Aristotle used to, to talk about this, is really one of the primary fundamental aspects, building blocks of, of a free society uh, is a, a society that has a vibrant middle class and has you know, which was of course middle class of small business is the key uh, to having a vibrant middle class, and so I mean, and I think that's I'm becoming more and more appreciative of of that the work that you do in our other small businesses because let's just face it, you know, if economic conditions continue, um, you know, in per- 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 perpetuity, if you will, or um, in that where we've got you know, you know ridiculously high gas prices, you know, incredibly high energy prices. Um, the runaway inflation, there are going to be a lot fewer small businesses. So that's something we all need to recognize uh, and and appreciate uh, the great work that our small businesses do, not only providing great products uh, and being self-sufficient citizens, but but being a a vital part of the fabric of our free society. You're absolutely right. And, you know, we know and operate with other uh, networks of small businesses. In fact, a lady had come in here today and They'll bring things into us, and they'll say, well, we, we think we can do this with you. Yes, videotapes will do that. We have film, but she brought in, like, a live of undeveloped film from 35-millimeter camera. Well, we deal with other people in the areas, and so we'll be able to network and say, well, here's where you need to send them. And we have either business cards or phone numbers and contact and addresses so that we can have those folks go to those other small independent businesses and support them as well. And that's how a lot of our, our uh, word of mouth comes in, too. People will go to one of the local stores looking for something in particular, but then they get to something like maybe what we handle and they don't, and they send them over to us. So we all work together. That way, everybody's happy. The customer's happy. We get more business. We're able to send it out so it makes us look good. Again, it's all part of uh, you know, independent, middle-class uh, stores and, and foundations like ours that, uh, that, that help perk up 
the the uh, the economy, and especially the the folks that that because of the gasoline, like you had mentioned, pricing and stuff like that, they want to stay local. So they like staying local and doing business with us, and they stay around for quite a while. In fact, we have a hard time having our customers leave because we have such a good time. They'll say, now, when will this thing be ready? And we'll say, well, we'll have your DVDs ready, but you got to let me go so I can go in the back and do them, you know. But it's funny, and, and Rondo holler up, looks like you made yourself another little friend. I said, yeah, absolutely. We have lots of friends here, so... It's a real blessing in every way. America's small businesses, uh, not only vital to our freedom, but indispensable to our freedom. Well, Vito, we got a shorter segment. Uh, we run a little bit long today, but I want to thank you so much for joining us on our special Independence Day program, and uh, thank you for all the great work you do uh, every day. Thank you, Rod. We appreciate it. Remember, if you think about pizza, cheesesteak, soft pretzels, water ice, and maybe William Penn, you're thinking about Philadelphia. Thanks, Raj. And some great music as well. Thank you. God bless everyone. Vito Fira, Network Sound and Video. Well, friends, that's going to been great to join you on our program. I want to thank our producer, Jeff Sinis, our guest, Derek Hicks, and Vito Fira. And we'll close with a quote from Ronald Reagan on this Independence Day weekend. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it to our children in the bloodstream. It must be fought for, protected, and handed on for them to do in their lives. That is for future generations, and that is from former President Ronald Reagan. Friends, I want to thank you for joining us on our special Roger Franklin Williams Show tribute uh, celebration of American independence on this 4th of July weekend. Have a wonderful weekend, and may God continue to bless America. Cause there ain't no doubt I